This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm also excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. Today's episode is one that's near and dear to my heart. I'm going to be talking about my boy, my son, Dean Allen Cole, and something that he taught me a few weeks ago as we were playing football. (laughs) I named this episode Forced Expectations, um, Kingdom Platforms of Fatherhood. You know, we've been talking about Kingdom Platforms for a while now and how Kingdom Platforms are just God's way of getting his message out through us. He's taken us out of roles and responsibilities and wants to see us through platforms. So how, how are you supposed to serve God as a father, as a husband, as a mother, as a business leader, as an employee, as an uncle, auntie, cousin, brother, sister. These are not just roles that we play. These are platforms. These are just ways that God can get his message out through us. And so I want to talk about uh, the platform of fatherhood today. My son and I, we have this time we call Dean and Daddy time, whether we're going to McDonald's or just going walking around the park or the or walking around the block, or whatever we're doing. If it's just he and I, it's Dean and Daddy time, Dean and Daddy day. And so if you know anything about me, you know I love sports. Played high school football and basketball, basketball in college, coached basketball, flag football. So I'm really into the strategy of sports and just the camaraderie that you learn and the, the discipline that you can learn through sport. And so my son, he just turned seven this past uh, this past weekend. And something that he taught me, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was over about a month ago when we were in the thick of, of quarantine, we were in the backyard playing catch with, with his Nerf football. And so, you know, my son, he's a tall guy. He's one of the tallest in his class. And he got some big feet too, man. Listen, he, he's grown out of his shoes too fast. We got to put a put a, a different, a separate fund away just to fund his his feet fund, right? To get, his, to get the proper shoes for him. But he likes going in the backyard and doing things in the backyard and to, you know, that this particular day we were throwing a ball around. Right. And I always say, Dean, if we're going to play catch, you got to catch the ball. I don't want to play catch and you just keep dropping the ball. So I'm teaching him. I was teaching him at for a time how to, how to catch the ball properly because as a father, like I was getting frustrated, continually playing catch with him and he was dropping the ball. And so he was continually dropping the ball. Like, okay. What, what, what drills can I do to help him? to help him strengthen his hands and his hand-eye coordination. So I remember this drill that um, Jerry Rice used to do, who was one of the NFL's legends at the receiver position, right? And so there's this rumor that he would do this, this, this drill that somebody would throw bricks to him to help him toughen up his hands, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that with my six-year-old son. <laughs> Listen, don't you guys judge me. Right. I was trying to teach him a principle. So we were just tossing tossing a brick back and forth, strengthening his hands. And, you know, he would cry. He would get upset. But I would let him know that this is not punishment. This is part of the process of you learning how to catch the ball. Hand eye coordination, because you don't want this brick to hit anything on your body. You don't want it to drop on your feet. You don't want it to hit your face. You don't want it to bump you in the eye. You want to make sure that your hand and eye coordination is good. And I believe that this, this brick exercise is good. And so we would do it and he would cry through it. 
But immediately after doing the brick exercise, he would catch every ball. Because I would say, imagine that this ball is, this, is a brick and you don't want to drop this brick. He would catch it. So he was getting better at it. He was getting better at it. He was getting better at catching. And then one day, this particular day, we were out playing catch in our backyard. And he kind of reverted back to like dropping the ball. And I was getting frustrated. I'm like, Dean, listen, if we're going to be out here playing catch, you got to catch the ball, man. He was like, why? I don't even I don't even like football anyway. I don't even see why we're doing this. I don't even like to play football. I like to play basketball and other stuff. And I'm like, wow, what a revelation. Thank you, God. Thank you. For, thank you for saying that at six years old, because I didn't want to. I don't just imagine if I was trying to force him to play football in middle school and high school. And all this time, he didn't even like playing football. He just did it because he wanted to spend time with me. And I was trying to force it on him. Right. These forced expectations. And I don't want to force a sport or activity onto him, but I do want to expose him to different things to see what he gravitates to. And then we can build from there. But I almost lost him, y'all. Like I almost I almost lo- I almost messed that up. These forced expectations. He said, Daddy, I don't even like football. And I'm so glad that I learned that early on. I'm, I'm so glad I learned it at this stage because now when we go outside, I'm not asking him, do you want to play catch anymore? I'm asking him, hey, do you want to go shoot some basketball? Because he likes to shoot basketball and he's gotten better at that. He likes to ride his bike. He likes for us to do obstacle course. Now, he, he likes when I build obstacle course in our backyard. He and his sister love that. Let's, but let's bring this back to real life for us as adults, though. Because we deal with other people's forced expectations every day. Unreal expectations. And I think it's up to us to set the standard, like my son did, for what we will and won't do. Right? Hold that standard even in the face of ridicule and contempt. Like that, that moment with my son taught me a lesson. Like it's okay to say what you don't like to do. When you feel as if an expectation is being forced on you, an unrealistic expectation is being forced on you, it's okay for you to say, you know what, this this don't feel right to me. I don't, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. Not because you're trying to get out of a responsibility, but it just doesn't fit right in your spirit. It doesn't sit right in your soul. And there's several things that forced expectations do, right? They cause resentment. When you are forced to do something or you are forced to meet somebody else's expectation of you, it will cause resentment. Like you will lose yourself and it will cause you to resent that person. It's a form of control. Forced expectations are a form of control. Somebody's trying to control you or you're trying to control somebody else to meet your own agenda, right? Forced expectations serves our own agenda it causes discomfort in our relationships right and it produces unnecessary friction and frustration so as you are moving about your day today i want you to be knowledgeable and really sense when somebody is trying to force their expectations on you and i want you to have the courage to say i'm not doing that 
because oftentimes we go along with it because we don't want to offend people. We'd rather be uncomfortable. We'd rather take the weight in order for other people to feel comfortable around us. But it's okay for you to say, I don't want to do this. This doesn't fit well. You remember when, when King David, when he was a boy, right before he was about to go and fight Goliath, he was meeting with Saul. And once he confirmed that he was going to go out and fight Goliath on his own, Saul got excited and said, here is some armor. So he tried to put some armor on David that David never wore before. He put it on and David said, I can't wear this. I haven't tested it. This doesn't fit. Right. So Saul's action of putting this armor on David was a form of forced and unnecessary expectations. And David had to say, listen, man, I ain't wearing this. I have to use what I'm good at. I have to use. I have to use this slingshot and these smooth stones because this is a tool that I'm familiar with. I can maneuver with this. I can strategize with this in life. We have to do the same thing. When people put forced expectations on us, we have to be courageous enough to say, I'm not doing that. So as you go about this week, as you go about this day, today, make the decision to not be bogged down, to not be led by somebody else's forced expectations. Believe in and be and, and and walk in who God has called you to be. And anything outside of that, anything that's ill-fitting, cast that off and walk in who God has called you to be. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.